You're listening to X-Ray FM at KXRY Portland and KQAC HD3 Portland at 107.1 and 91.1 FM, streaming online everywhere at xray.fm. Welcome to Casual Sex. Mm -hmm. I always do it that way, don't I? I'm Carrie Cohen. I'm Leslie Harper. Sex is an essential and enlightening part of our lives. The Mm -hmm. goal of our show is to explore ideas, the ways we limit ourselves, and the ways in which we can expand our understanding of sex, love, and relationships. Uh, You can join our discussion tonight by texting us at 971-220-5979, and I'll say that again throughout the show, or you can call us at 503-233-9729. All right. All right, then. Here we are. I'm suffering. Why are you suffering? Because my cats are trying to kill me with their dander. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier, and I I have a, a cat who's super allergic and gross (laughs) yeah he's just gross i said her cat is trying to like upend the paradigm yeah he's disgusting he's like i'll tell i'll show you allergic i'll raise you're allergic to me it's so gross like just this endless sounds of grooming i well try having two 20 year old cats and a 17 year old cat (laughs) who just walk around going (laughs) and barfing (laughs) and like rusty just goes and stares at the wall all the time oh god it's come to that. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I mean, it's really a nut house. And I'm I'm suddenly, well, not suddenly, but I was suddenly very allergic to them. And it, mm. it really stinks because I love their guts. I guess this has to do with sex and relationships <laughs> in that uh, we're talking no, about, I guess. It doesn't. Like, it doesn't. <laughs> I was just talking about how I'm suffering. Yeah. I think it's fair for me to talk about my suffering. Yeah. Especially because I'm going to be talking for an hour. That's true. And I'm going to be sounding relatively haggard mm. as a result of my suffering. Well, I don't know about that. Can you imagine what it's going to be like when I'm old? I'm going to have the worst. I'm just going to be like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because it just really, it goes down and my, my voice goes down an octave like every year. So does mine. So I hear you. I'm just going to be like, eh, come on. You know, it's going to be, Believe really me, I hear you. I have a ancestry. I, I mean, I have my great aunt. Your great aunt Gus. Yeah, I have great aunt Gus to mm-hmm. look forward to. That's going to be me. And I've often joked that like that's what my uh, vagina would sound like if she could speak. <laughs> She'd be like, "Get over here." <laughs> Hope you like Werther's. Want a butterscotch? All like smoky and yeah. you know, right. It's like, where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> Come back when I finished you. <laughs> <laughs> Do your duty, boy. <laughs> it's either going to be that or it's, it's either going to be like, it's either going to be like, where are you going? I thought we had something going on here. <laughs> oh, or, wow. Or. That is amazing. Or it would be like, get your hands off of me. Wow. That voice. <laughs> Man, it's the people I come from. It's alarming. I'm a Jew from New Jersey. Yeah. Get to know me. A Jewess. I, yeah. Remember when I was like, what if I called you a Jewess? And you're like, don't do that. I was like, <laughs> really? I was bothered? <laughs> I'm was, not bothered now. You're, you're like, don't do that. Well, I wouldn't anyway. I just find it interesting <laughs> when people say things like Jewess. <laughs> you know? Similar to when people say things like comedian. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like, I'm just a person who happens <laughs> to be a Jew. Right. Um, who is female. Right. 
so uh, anyway, don't forget to text us. I know clearly, you know, we we sound like people you really want to get advice <laughs> from. 971-220-5979. Please remember that the most transparently kind of screwy people have the best advice. We do because we've been through it. I just, I mean, anyone, I mean, us, we, 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 we fall into that category, but also it's just really true. Yeah, the, the that most, is true. The people who are the most transparent about their own kind of. That's right you know screwy lives and yeah. selves tend to be the ones you should trust actually yeah well obviously i agree transparency yes it's key it is it's key so how's your week been um my week has been pretty good i um uh am i i'm possibly going to very uh shortly have a book deal for my next book, which is relevant because it's about, it's basically, it's kind of like a self-help book for sex and love addiction mm -hmm. and like the huge range of what that is and finally talking about it more as a spectrum. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of exciting. And then other than that, I, it's been good. I've been, um, I don't know, I've been um, feeling, you know, good and solid in myself and having like good uh connections with people and my and my children that's good it is good and not to segue right from the really good relationship with your children into this but you haven't had a lot of sex this week i've noted i did have sex oh <laughs> whatever fine <laughs> i did have sex whatever this week. whatever <laughs> get, i thought again, maybe get to I know thought, me i thought maybe for once <laughs> you could be the i one. just didn't tell you about it yet <laughs> but yeah i did yeah. But anyway, just to remind you, <laughs> let's not talk too much about our children. No. Okay. <laughs> no, that's that's it's right. Just like I told you, before. a wise woman once told me <laughs> it wasn't a good idea. So, I'm just saying. We have a text already. Yay! Our text is: uh, This is not a question, but I wanted to share a story of rejection. A boy I was obsessed with in high school told me he wasn't interested that I looked like his mom. Ew! Oh. Often that actually goes the other way. Yeah. Often, and then, and then people, and then they just live in like this total shame. Yeah. 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 What's wrong with me? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it can mm. go the other way, where it's like you look like my mom. I'm super interested. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I mean, because yeah. again, as, well. as we've as we've said many many times, fantasies come from a completely different part of your brain That's than right. your logical thinking everyday. That's right. Exactly. Brain. Yeah. Well, you know, mama's boys and all. What not, exactly. What Nazis? Exactly. I didn't mean to say Nazis. <laughs> or we're. Or <laughs> I actually meant what Nazis like, and and what have you Zs. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It did. Come but out it did come Nazis. out as what Nazis? Those Nazis <laughs> and their mothers. <laughs> it's a different show. Yeah. So. That is. Yeah, but um, the, that's too bad. Um, not a question, just a story. So yeah, <clears throat> that's, that's a bummer. Stink though. Yeah, and what a bummer to be obsessed with someone who you wind up looking like their mom. Hmm. Yeah. Well, at least the person was honest about. I know at least one person though who yeah. his type are people who look like his mom. Is that upsetting to him? Not apparently not. He just, but he but he actually says like they look like my mom. That's why he's fully acknowledged it. Wow, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that kind of thing would normally be like a total shame spiral for most people. Yeah, I it, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the bottom line really is that it's not your mom. It's never going to be, and it's it's just probably what you were. It's that thing again of that formative experience of yeah. where love and comfort come from. Yeah, I mean, I'm <clears throat> I'm drawn to men who 
who remind me of my dad really like like hugely so I mm-hmm. would say that's true that whole unavailable pot smoker thing mm-hmm. is and like you know sort of like hyper intelligent but unavailable right that's my and and, and funny and, and unlike, that's my dad unlike what Freud would would have said because Freud was you know did some important work, but mm-hmm. really just a giant jackass mm-hmm. because didn't really have a Both lot of things. information. Mm-hmm. Both of those things are true. Um, he was a giant jackass, and really the whole thing of you know your mother and your father, the Electra thing and the Oedipus thing, like you're you're leaving out a lot of stuff, which is just sure. the formative experience mm-hmm. of you know uh, the role model. Or I think it what has means strength, right? Right, and also like where you derived your very very young formative experience of of how do I feel loved, right. you know, which is like, you know, what, what equals love. It doesn't mean love. you want to have sex with your mother or your father. If Not in at fact all. You're tra- I mean, there's something, everyone says that you wind up, like no matter what you do, you wind up with your, your someone who resembles or. In your some, caregivers. And I don't mean like, like emotionally, but like, like whose light or who, you know, their, their mm-hmm. characteristics resemble. Yeah. Your, your formative your caretakers. Yeah, caregivers, absolutely. Rather. And, uh, that's true for me too, and it always drives me crazy because my birth father, you know, I do not ever ever want to have anything to do with. But I find myself constantly in situations where I'm like, why again? Well, again, so you know, I've said this a gazillion times, but I will say it a gazillion times more that we are drawn to the people. We're drawn. Part of why we're drawn to the people who raised us is usually because um, our wounds are tied up with the people who raised us, mm-hmm. and and our our experience around what love and intimacy feels like but not just that but the screwed up ways that 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 got built for us so the good the bad and the ugly right saying. and so when we're we're drawn to those people actually not out of like that's just a done deal it's more out of we're drawn to them because that's an opportunity to grow through this oh trauma, right 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 you know it's like you're giving yourself another chance yeah and to, to or a different find chance. a new to find a new experience to around have control it. Yes, and to stop having it make you feel like garbage, mm-hmm. yeah. which is largely what it felt like for many well, of us. Well, and, and when I say control, I mean because when you're younger, you literally have no control over your circumstances mm-hmm. oftentimes, right? And so unless you, you know, run away from home at 13 like mm-hmm. some people do. Well, some people, I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, some people do that. <laughs> but if you don't do that, mm-hmm. or even, you know, before I was 13 when I ran away from home, uh, I had no control over yeah. my situation. The only way that I could control it was to loudly say no freaking way. Mm-hmm. I don't accept it, right? Which is why I got my ass kicked all the time. Mm-hmm. I think you can say the A word here, right? I hope so. I think so. you can. Um, I think you can. Mm-hmm. Um, jackass. See? Yeah. I can, you can totally. Mm-hmm. No one shocked me. They, they have us, they have us um, uh, rigged up to these electrode things and so when we swear they shock us. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get shocked that time. So I think yeah, it's okay. Yeah, so we're okay. We are. We're hooked up to things. They're, yeah. they're, we're hooked up to various things. Hooked up to our genitals. Yeah, they are. They're hooked up to To remind genitals. us not to swear. Yeah. It's really good. It's very much like what my grandmother sho- used to do. We get shocks, which is, you know, really hard not to swear. <laughs> but <laughs> it's what my grandmother used to do. I just heard that. I just heard that. that Speaking just of formative, <laughs> this reminds me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. Whoops. <laughs> Whoa. Uh-huh. I'm gonna do that again. Uh-huh. I mean, it was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> we should take a break, <laughs> and then when we come back from our break, we have another text, um, and we will continue. And we this. have an email, and you guys should definitely well. text or you know call. 
We'd love to talk to you. Yeah, sort of. I mean, we mostly want to talk to you, but sometimes I feel like like when people call, um, they just kind of like, they keep going and going and going. I feel like sometimes they're drunk or something. Definitely. You know? And mm-hmm. so so if you do call, of course, yes, we would love to talk to you. But if you do call, just know. We like, might have to be direct about yeah, the Yeah, it's got to be kind of a little brief. But you know brief. what? We also, also, I do think calling is great because oftentimes with text messages, we don't, right, we don't have get all the, the answers mm-hmm. to, the, you know. So either way, I really do value both. So, okay. So here's your reminder then. The text number is 971-220-5979. Um, or you can call us at 503 503- Two three three nine seven two nine. We will be right back after this break. Support for X-Ray FM comes from Cardinal Club, a neighborhood bar and kitchen serving seasonal food and drink from 5 p.m. to midnight Monday through Thursday and 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. on Friday and Saturday. Located between Burnside and Cooch on Northeast 28, Cardinal Club plays vinyl when they're not streaming X-Ray FM. More information available at cardinalclubportland.com. Back with Joseph and the Spaz. <laughs> we you know just I mean? were dying to use. We were just wanted to use the sound machine. I love the this sound is machine. actually casual but sex. But you know how but there's always those um those those. We've talked about this before, but you guys are all know what we mean with the the like the team, the morning crew. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like. Hey, you're back with Dave and the Ding Dong. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. You're back with... And then, they're set, and then they press the sound machine. And they're like, ay, yeah, but ay. Yeah. Know, like, totally offensive always. Hi, yeah. caramba. Like, whatever. fart noises. Yeah, and exactly. And like, oh, you're stupid. You got stinky pants. Exactly. That's constant. <laughs> anyway, we thought it'd be funny to pretend to be those people real yeah. fast. But then I couldn't really maintain it. Okay. Anyhow, all right. Anyway, it's actually casual sex that you're casual listening sex. to. It's an advice show uh, around sex and relationships. So uh, you can text us at 971-220-5979, or you can call us 503-233-9729. Here's a text we have. I've cheated on every boyfriend I've ever had. There were four, except for my current partner of five years. What is it that makes me want to cheat? Well... Uh, there's all kinds of things. It's unique to each person. Yeah, there's I, so many reasons that might happen. Yes, I, I would. I would actually pose the question too. Like, why do you not? Why are you not doing that here? And do you want to now? Yeah, exactly. If you haven't cheated on this person for five years, mm-hmm. what's up with that? Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. Because most people who have the the impulse to do so will just do it. Yep. And and often not say anything about it, which is 
trust me, a good move. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. uh, if, if you haven't in five years, what is the difference? And are you wanting to now? Yeah. And sometimes it's about time of life as well. Um, sometimes you're just not into monogamy because it's actually not a natural uh, right. place for humans or any other animal. To it be. isn't. And that's the thing is that that's the thing is that that's why I meant, you know, it depends on so many things is that some people are just not prone to monogamy. It's just not their thing. It's not their jam. <laughs> and other people, it's just certain times in their lives where they're not available to monogamy. And, right. and because we are given this one option of how we're supposed to have relationships um, which is, you know, you're supposed to be in some monogamous thing and it's supposed to last forever, um, which is ridiculous and absolutely mostly impossible for most people. Mm-hmm. And hence the divorce rate, hence the amount of affairs, even if there's not a divorce well, rate. or even hence the divorce rate. I want to re- I'm sorry to interrupt you, Karen mm-hmm. Cohen, while you're on a roll there. But I, okay. will, I will say this. And you've said this before, too. Divorce is not a failure. Of course it's not. Getting married to someone and committing to them and then growing out of that or changing or whatever happens, people continue to change. And some people don't change together. My story is my favorite is probably my favorite story around that where where, you know, the 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 man I married and had children with, we were we did one thing for a while. And then when we and then we divorced because we hadn't had sex in five years. Mm hmm. And it wasn't just that. I mean, obviously there were other things, but clearly like that. Well, that led to that. that yeah. yeah. But also like we were we were unhappy in that way. Like we weren't, we were, we were happy. We were basically fine. But like there was, but I was, you know, I mean, a girl's got to eat. <laughs> and so, and so, and so, Damn. <laughs> and so, and so we separated yeah. and, and we wound up divorcing. And now. He is one of my best friends. He's my mm-hmm. family. We live together with our children, mm-hmm. and um, love him. He is my. He's like really like he's kind, he's my person. Um, you know, we may always live together. Even it's not, we don't just live together because of our children. We live together because we adore each other, mm-hmm. but we have nothing romantically or sexually together. Mm-mm. And so, or in the ways that you know, I mean, romantically in the ways that are you know considered romantic in our culture. So. Right. But definitely nothing sexual. And so I feel like that's so great. We allowed our relationship to transform into where it where what it trans what it, it changed into, mm-hmm. you know? And and then we allowed it and instead of trying to fight it or or causing problems around it, we just allowed it and now we have this yeah. thing. And you know, I think that there could be a lot of people who could have a lovely end to their Marriages yeah. and and domestic partnerships. Yeah, if they understood that there was that that wasn't a failure. Yeah, that they didn't need to find ways in which you screwed this up and I screwed this yeah. up. Yeah, therefore you know we'll never be able to be okay again. And yeah, like, you know if people could really just go easier on themselves and realize that change happens and people change in different directions sometimes, mm-hmm. and that marriage doesn't doesn't have to be forever. That's that's a that's narrative right. that you've been fed that's not actually based mm-hmm. in any kind of science around people's emotional life or physical life. Right, or you could you could make your you could make your marriage this is something I actually just had this conversation with a client today where it's like, well, why why marriage? Mm-hmm. And really like the only thing she could come up with 
was the economical arrangement, which is, that's correct. It's it's significant. That is correct. Mm-hmm. And so why not? So you could well, also stay in a marriage. And one other reason. But transform what you're doing together and how, ha- you know. Right. And, and one, uh, allow uh, the relationship to change. I'm sorry. One other reason for marriage is for the sake of things like adoption, mm-hmm. um, guardianship. Mm-hmm. Um, Taxes. So basically anything legal mm-hmm. can can be argued. So, for example, when Ruben and I were considering getting married before, it was mm-hmm. so that he could more easily adopt Audrey. Right. It turned out that wasn't going to happen anyway in the mm-hmm. time frame we wanted because of the um, inability for the birth father of Audrey mm-hmm. to, you know, respond, even yeah. though he had already agreed to it. Um, and so... You know, it wasn't going to happen anyway for at least five years. And so we just kind of were like, eh, it's not, that's why we were going to do it. Yeah. It wasn't going to change our dynamic. It wasn't going to change how much we loved each other. It wasn't going to change anything really except for that. And, you know, ultimately, if I get hit by a truck tomorrow, mm-hmm. Ruben doesn't have any. That's right legal recourse that's right around Audrey so there are very very important reasons right it really is about legality mm-hmm. and and finances yeah, taxes, and uh, maybe running, running a household like it really is kind of a functional well, economic some arrangement. people obviously feel differently about it some people feel like it's it can be it's, other it's things the deepening of a commitment that it's be, it goes beyond I mean I don't see it that way but mm-hmm. I would not say to someone, "Oh, you're wrong." But right, exactly. But one can one can make those same choices around around deepening a relationship uh, without a partnership. Yeah. Right. Well, I agree. And, and so, and that's so, a social yeah. construct. Right. Exactly. Right? So people who buy into that social construct, I would not say to them, "You are wrong," because mm-hmm. they are. And, and I, I mean, I basically just because I'm like, you bought into a social construct, but they, but that is what's happened. Yeah. That 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 they believe and wholeheartedly support that social construct, and mm-hmm. they want to be a part of that, and it mm-hmm. means more. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not going to tell anyone there that they shouldn't do that. No, of course not. No, absolutely. And 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 if it if that works out well, that's wonderful. But but the you know the concern is that when it's not really working out in those ways, then. Ideally, we wouldn't we wouldn't stigmatize um, people around the ways in which relationships change. And there's so many things that lead to relationships to change. One of the biggest one of cor- ones, of course, is children, right? Or um, or just like lo- long term, like living together. Like there's just so many ways that it's difficult to maintain um, the th- uh, the the fantasy that and fairy tale that we have around marriage in our culture, right? So, um, and so the idea, so ideally we could like allow some flexibility around that. That would be ideal. Of course, you yeah. know, the, this is not what's happening well, culturally. Well, just understanding that marriages can end or not work the same way any other relationship. Mm-hmm. Or, or change in some way or be like turned into like open relationships or whatever. Like there are other ways to, you know, the, and I say this partially because, you know, the truth is, is that I, there was no reason really, for instance, for the father of my children and I to divorce. And had, had I seen that, had I, at the time, had I not still believed in that social construct, I would have understood that we could have stayed married and still had the exact same relationship we have now, which is one that is entirely not sexual or romantic, and we have that with other people. But then we maintain um, an economical home life right. and a functional And home partnership life. and co-parenting yeah. and everything yeah. else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. There are a lot of ways to do it. And I guess what I meant by that last thing I said is that if you believe that, so if you've had relationships and they haven't worked out, and then you meet someone, you're like, we get, we're going to get married, and this will work out because of that 
commitment mm-hmm. that we're making. That's not real. Mm-hmm. Again, that's a social construct and it's something that you are supposed to live up to that isn't, the relationship doesn't actually change. Like the, 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 the idea of you know making a relationship work just because you got married, it doesn't change what's actually happening to that's you right. as human beings. That's right. And you have just as much of a chance of that not working out. That's right. As you do if you're not married. That's correct. Exactly. There's just more pressure somehow for a lot of people. Exactly. Exactly. You know? I mean, Suddenly everybody else is involved Ruben, too much. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Ruben and I are not married. We made a decision to, I think maybe it was easier for me to decide to w- try to work out our differences than it would have been if we were not co-parenting mm-hmm. a child. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make and a difference. And that's okay. That that, But that doesn't have anything to do with marriage because we're not married. Mm-hmm. I chose and Ruben chose to work through some differences that we might have just been like, you know what, let's just chuck this up as mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. and move on mm-hmm. if it was just the two of us. That's but right. since there was a third party and we have a family, and we then we worked a little bit harder and went deeper mm-hmm. and still do on mm-hmm. how to make that work. And I think that's okay, but it has nothing to do with marriage because we're not that's married. Right. It has to do with the commitment that you make based on your circumstances. Yes. And what's valuable to you. You can text us 971-220-5979 or call us at 503-233-9729. We do have another text. What is it? I'm a married hetero hetero male. And even though my wife and I spend a lot of time together at home, we uh, don't actually interact that much. Sorry if I sound needy, but I want her to pay more attention to me without being irritating. What should I do? I mean, I I guess I I feel like I need a lot more information than that Um, because I don't know. You spend a lot of time together at home. I I guess I don't understand. But you don't interact much. So you have just kind of like a, I can, I I mean, what I'm envisioning is just kind of like a silent house where they just kind of move around doing their thing. Yeah. That's what I think too. I think that is is something that happens kind of organically with people. It does. Um, And it can go one of two ways. I think for some people it can be like a very comforting um, wonderful thing mm-hmm. that they can be quiet and comfortable together. Mm-hmm. If it's not comfortable um, for one of you, mm-hmm. then I guess uh, like how to, you don't want to be needy or annoying. Um, maybe just like really do the work before you talk to your partner about what you need around like problem solving that. Like what do you actually need and what do you actually want and make sure that you really know how, like what that is mm-hmm. and then just lay that out. Right. Like there clearly there probably needs to be some sort of conversation here. Well, yeah. And also there needs to be some look at at um, exactly what are, what exactly are your needs and 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 why is it that they're not getting met? For, for, forget the other person for a second. Why are they not getting met for yourself? Mm-hmm. What's what's going on that you that you allowed this to happen? I guess if this mm-hmm. was a need of yours and um, and then how do you how do you repair that? Yeah, and look, I I really think this is important because I do this a lot with the people that I work with around doing these kinds of exercises because I feel like when you say I don't want to seem needy or I don't want to feel needy or annoying or whatever, like that usually comes from people floundering around trying to articulate what they need or trying to figure it out Mm -hmm. in the process with that person, Mm -hmm. right? If you can do that work ahead of time and come to the table with a really well articulated, thought through, mm-hmm. um, uh, sort of framework of what you need, that doesn't seem immediate. It seems like direct and assertive and wonderful. Yeah, and 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 let me uh, make a point here, clarify something about the difference between needy and having needs. 
Mm-hmm. Those are two different things. And the way I define them is having needs or just you have needs. Everyone does. That everyone does. Mm-hmm. Needy is when you are looking for somebody else to fill something that they are not responsible for. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the reason needy is unappealing is because that person that you're looking to fill this thing is replaceable then. Right. That means anybody could. That and is so a that really feels, good point. Right? And so yes. that feels awful for the person that you're being needy mm-hmm. with because they're like, well, I don't even matter here. It's specific to that relationship. Yeah. It's just, um, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's also it's annoying. And the other thing that's really annoying about it is you're just kind of like, can you just like figure out a way to take care of your And self? that's the difference between yeah. neediness and, and, and having needs, mm-hmm. you know? Because, of course, you have needs with uh, the person that you're um, – that with with all of with everybody that you have relationships with. I honestly have never thought about it that way. I'm that very was a smart. Light bulb. I'm very smart. I'm very smart. You are, but I've never thought about it that way. But you're absolutely right. That is the the biggest problem with that. Because and, just uh-huh. voicing your needs to someone that you care That's about different. is totally different. That is. But different. I do. But I want to reiterate: coming to the table really prepared to have that conversation yes. and not just floundering and having around. analyzed like what are my needs and what am I need what what am I trying to fill that actually I need to be uh, helping myself with. Right. Which is why everyone should incidentally seek out therapy with a no question with a objective professional who can help you through that before mm-hmm. you you know really muddy the waters in your relationship by trying to figure it out while you're floundering about. And on that, and on on this very smart note between the two of us Mm -hmm. and our very intelligent ideas. We're amazing. We really are. up with us? I know. Check out the big brains on us. I know. Seriously. With that, I want that all to sink in for all of our uh, uh, 85 listeners. (laughs) And we're going to take a break. Yeah. We're going to take a break while you think about how smart we are. Mm-hmm. And uh, text us, 971-220-5979, or call us at 503-233-9729, and we'll be right back with Casual Sex. Support for X-Ray FM comes from SheBop, a woman-owned sex toy boutique specializing in body-safe products and education. SheBop promotes healthy and safe sexuality by offering quality products and educational workshops in a fun and comfortable environment. SheBop welcomes people of all genders and sexual appetites. More information online at SheBopTheShop.com or at their two locations on North Beach Street in the historic Mississippi District and on Southeast Division Street.
we're back with casual sex. Yeah, <laughs> casual sex. Casual sex. <laughs> and we're uh, we're talking tonight about all kinds of stuff. But mm-hmm. um, um, but you can uh, it's a you know it's a it's a advice show about sex and relationships. Kind of goes crazy. She does. I just feel like I just feel like I feel like it needs to be reiterated. It's an often. advice show. Come on, come on, people. Like yeah. like a- ask we've us got gold here, and, people. And we do. <laughs> you can text us with your thoughts or questions or concerns or comments or stories at nine seven one two two zero five nine seven nine. And speaking of which, we have a text that came through over the week, um, or perhaps this is an email. Either way, mm-hmm. it's presented in a text kind of way um so i'm going to read it i just discovered i am pregnant and i'm going to have an abortion i have only been casually dating the guy and i don't intend to date him seriously ever do i have to tell him i plan to have an abortion does he have rights around this that's a great question the, it is a great question. I mean, the basic answer is it's 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 your it's, it's your, your situation. Yeah, it's your call. So yeah. basically, this is the thing. No, he mm-hmm. does not have any like legal rights. No, certainly. no. Um, to knowing that. Um, I mean, you know, really, we're talking about uh, 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 an embryo. We're talking about some tissue, some. You know, it's uh, as though you had a like a little bit of a. You, it's, it's as though you had a cyst growing inside of you. <laughs> Do you need to tell him about taking the cyst out of your body? No, right. because the only way. Okay, so there. You know, if you're if you're talking about someone who has like an anti-choice mindset, oh, I would worse. discourage you from being with having sex with that. From, yeah, just say no to sex with <laughs> someone. Just don't have sex with anybody who's who is anti-abortion. But. I will say that if, th- th- I mean, that's the only thing that you're talking about mm-hmm. there. You're mm-hmm. talking about um, informing someone of having a tiny little embryonic, cyst. yes. <laughs> it's like a Removed. Cyst. Yeah. And that person would only, the only way that, that that would be a problem for them is if they go crazy in their, you know, if they go through their brain to think about what happens if we see it through, then it turns mm-hmm. into, you know, from mm-hmm. an embryo a to a person, fetus and then yeah. to a person. That isn't happening yet. It's not happening yet. And so it's a possibility, yes. maybe, if yes. all goes correctly, mm-hmm. but it's not a thing yet. Mm-hmm. And so that is not something that you owe anyone. Mm-hmm. That is about something that you have, are making a decision about. It's your body. And as far as so there's no legal right as far as the rights of that person to know that that would really be about whether or not you want to have that conversation with that person Mm -hmm. doesn't sound like you do Mm -hmm. right casually don't really want to do i have to you you actually say do i have to tell him that i plan this no of course not you don't have to it has it's nothing to to at this point it has nothing to do with that person i can't help but think of fast times at ridgemont high here (laughs) and (laughs) when she was like uh, you got me pregnant and you need to pay for my abortion. Uh-huh. That's and the only way you might want to. Yeah, it's the only reason. <laughs> and then and then he, you know, tried to get the money together from getting the money from the drugs he had sold and or not the drugs, sorry, the um uh the gambling. Like right. he was he was like a, a rookie. He was a bookie, bookie guy. A rookie. A, bo- a bookie. Rookie. He was a bookie. He was a rookie bookie. Mm-hmm. And he um and, and he couldn't get all the money together, so then he stood her up. Right. And then and then remember uh what's her name? Her best Phoebe friend. Cates. Phoebe Cates, thank you. Phoebe Cates wrote wrote little can I say I don't think I can say the word P R P R I. I don't know if I can say it. Anyway, I probably can't. Anyway, she wrote little uh word for uh penis that 
mm-hmm. is a, a derogatory word that starts with P. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of, remember, she wrote it on his on his on his car. Mm-hmm. She wrote it on his locker. Mm-hmm. She wrote it all over the place, mm-hmm. and she was like, she was like, "How dare him!" Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason not to tell him, right? Because then just you know don't. he may just fail you again. You Especially know, because we have pretty good coverage now. Yeah, we do for these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I wouldn't I wouldn't. If you don't feel comfortable with it, the I only agree. reason I ever would and ever have, frankly, because I've had, I've been through the abortion mm-hmm. situation, is if you are f- really care about someone mm-hmm. and you feel like this is going to be something that will come up later, or yeah, that your relationship is continuing, and, and your relationship mm-hmm. is about honesty and transparency, and it's really important that you have discussions, or you want the support, right? Or, you feel like he'll be supportive, you know, then mm-hmm. by all means, please, you know, share that and don't don't carry it alone, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, if if it's not that's not the case with that person, then get your friend, yeah, to help you carry that and take you and or yeah. someone that you trust and love. Because she's probably already had one too. Yeah, you know. I mean, let's face it. <laughs> you Come know, on, people. That's how it goes. Come on, people. Uh, here's a text. Hi, I love casual sex. Thank you. We love you too. Mm-hmm. Your conversation tonight about people changing in marriages made me think about a psych- psychotherapist, Esther Perel. Have you ever heard of her? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like one of my sort of here. Her- I don't know if hero is the right word, but certainly. Shiro. She, yeah. <laughs> Shiro. That's gross. I know. I, um, I, but she is somebody that I very much admire. I have all her books. I've listened to her podcast. Well, she talk is, about her a little bit. Uh, Esther Perel is a she's basically she's a couples therapist she's a very pretty famous couples therapist because mm-hmm. she wrote the quite famous book which I love this title for what it is about married sex called mating in captivity mm-hmm. which is like the greatest title ever mm-hmm. um, and she's the one who came up with the notion of erotic intelligence mm-hmm. um, and then her most recent book is um, about uh, infidelity of all sorts and what I love about her is she did not she did not take the notion of infidelity and give us all the same old garbage that we've always heard about it, and instead had a, has a really like open understanding about um, how complicated it is. Mm-hmm. And um, she's just she's um, it is really complicated, you know. And, and she finally evil. acknowledged that, yeah, and not <clears throat> evil. And so um, yeah, she's brilliant and wonderful, and um, I absolutely look up to her as a therapist myself. And yes, mm-hmm. uh, people changing in marriages, she has certainly acknowledged that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Good. Yeah. Thanks Thank for you. putting that out there. And people should definitely Process look her up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking about someone on social media posted, uh, they, had, they had seen a magazine from like the 50s. I think it was like McCall's or something, you know, mm. like so, where they had like 40 ways to catch a man <laughs> or 40 ways to find a husband or something. And. Um, butterfly net. They, but yeah. You can like lasso yeah. them. It reminded me of the fan thing. Like the fan, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, the fan. Here's how you use a fan. <laughs> this means meet me up in my room, or this <laughs> means $40 for the powder room, or whatever. <laughs> so, um, but the, the this person posted, I can't remember who it was, but they posted like all of the 40 ways, and I couldn't get through them. I had to go into work, and I was so bummed. <laughs> so I was like, I just want to read all of these. But they actually said, like, number, you know, whatever is, I can't stop laughing about number whatever. So I went directly to that one, and it said, this is, you know, for women trying to find it. Mm-hmm. And it said, stand in the corner and, you know, quietly cry. <laughs> and, Men love and that. And they will come over and ask you they what will. is wrong. Yeah, they want to save you. 
and quietly cry. Stand in the corner and quietly cry. Not loudly, mind you. Just quietly, please, because otherwise you're <laughs> disturbing everybody. Then it's getting obnoxious. Hysterical weirdo. But the quiet cry. Quietly. With the a little, quiet cry. With a little yes. handkerchief at yes. the corner of your eye. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because men love that. Men right. love that. They'll you know what else they love? Wrong. They love it when you cry also, like, uh, during or after sex. Oh, God. Men love me that. that. I did that men once. Love that. I finally had sex. <laughs> okay. I was in my 20s. I think I was trying to get back at my friend um, who had slept with or, you know, had a kind of relationship with my boyfriend and, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I was trying to get back at her mm-hmm. by sleeping with someone that she had had kind of an affair with while mm-hmm. she was out of town. Um, like really out of town like I was going to meet her at some point and so I did and I started crying and he, and he was like wait are you crying? They love that. And it was Men so awful I was like no <laughs> they love I that. I was like I can't even I- win at my get back sex like yeah if I could like make a list of the things men love mm-hmm. it would include crying during or after sex mm-hmm. they also love um, when you say we need to Where talk about going? our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had the same thought. So exactly. what do I call you? Where's yeah. this going exactly? We, what do right. I tell my mom? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. About yeah. Us. Where where is this going is early on and then do you later. Have children? And then yes. And later it's we need to talk about our relationship. <laughs> Men love that. Can you reverse that vasectomy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding because you know it's so funny because that's like very stereotypically what men don't like but I would venture to say and I know that I'm right a lot of women don't like that either. No, like, nobody, nobody likes and to talk I, about the relationship. I have a relationship. huge amount of female friends who are just like, God, he wants to know what a relationship exactly. is. Exactly. Like, it does go both ways. And why do I have yes. to figure this out right now? Yes. Um, yeah. It's common enough too that men are also like, Oh, yay! This, yeah. I think this is going really well. What yeah. are we doing with our What lives? do you think about it? Yeah. Yeah. I think this is fun. You're it ruining was it right fun now. until you started talking. You're ruining. You just ruined it. <laughs> Uh, all right, we got. We're gonna take our final break, and uh, you can text us nine seven one two two zero five nine seven nine. We have an email when we get back. Yeah, and another text. Alrighty. All right, we'll be right back with casual sex.
We're back with Casual Sex, and uh, we're going to go straight to a text here. You can text us also at 971-220-5979. Here's the text. I impregnated a girl who I had known for three weeks that I met on FetLife, and she decided to keep it. And to this day, I'll still never know why a person would do that. This is after telling me she was incapable of becoming pregnant. Oh, that's complicated. Yeah. That's complicated. I mean, I don't know if you want us to say anything about that beyond just sharing that story. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you got to be, you know. Well, you don't have to know why a person would do that. No, and it it just speaks to also, like, um, I know she said she was incapable of, of getting pregnant, but... And I'm not saying that maybe you did wear a condom. I don't know. But the, the thing is, is that I feel like like men need to be super, super aware of what their uh, penises can do. Right. So I would say <laughs> this. If someone says, I'm incapable of getting pregnant and you've only known them for three weeks, mm, maybe don't trust, them. don't trust that. If you've only known someone for three weeks, I'm not saying you shouldn't have sex with them because I've had sex with people I've known for four hours. Same. But I will say this. It's your responsibility yeah. to take care of that situation and ultimately if a woman gets pregnant that is on her now is out of your hands yeah the time that it is in your hands around pregnancy or whether or not someone Mm -hmm. chooses to have uh uh the embryo grow to fetus and uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know uh beyond that is on them that is their decision completely not yours Mm -hmm. so what you can do is you can make sure that when you do have sex with people like you're saying I've only known this person for three weeks and they said this this is true or whatever don't believe it I don't believe men who say that no I would never believe that if I knew a man for three weeks and he's like no I'm I'm sterile there's no way I Mm -hmm. I don't believe that Mm -mm. I don't believe that and even if I do believe it I still take care Mm -hmm. because I live you know in a in reality yes exactly (laughs) That's so right. in terms of not knowing why a person would do that, you don't have to know why a person would do that. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to sound mean, but I do mean to sound realistic. Mm-hmm. You don't exactly. have to know why a person would do that because exactly. you don't make that choice. Someone else does. That's right. And you you probably never will really understand why a person does that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Just take care of your own thing. That's right. Yep. And by, by thing, we mean your penis. Yeah, your penis. And where your spermsies where your spermsies, spermsies go? go. Uh, okay, so we have an e- email, right? Mm-hmm. That you were going to read that came in yeah, during I the week. Gonna... And by the way, you can write us during the week at advice at xray.fm with your own emails. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, casual sex. I am a 22 year old heterosexual female in love with my best friend's boyfriend. Neither one of them is aware of my feelings for him. It's killing me because I actually was the one who introduced them to each other. The three of us have become very tight, spending a lot of time together. I've been present through all the early stages of their relationship, basically watching them fall madly and wildly in love. There's definitely a lot of resentment building up. My moods have been darker. I don't want to stop hanging out with them because I'm afraid to let go of my best friend, but I'm also having more and more trouble controlling my emotions and feelings toward her boyfriend. This sucks. Sincerely, Third Wheel. Aww. Yeah, that sounds hard and sad. Yeah, it's painful. That sounds really painful and difficult. And actually, first of all, let me say this. It's not your fault where your feelings go. Mm, Um, Yeah. Having feelings for somebody, and this happens often, especially with young people around, because you have this best friend and you guys have really similar things oftentimes, and Mm -hmm. you have, like, really similar interests. And then it's really common that you both like the same people. That's not that uncommon and difficult. However, I want to say, and then I'm going to let Carrie take it, I'm going to say that there's a there's a real good um, piece of code in here, which is 
I don't want to stop hanging out with him because I'm afraid to let go of my best friend. Mm-hmm. And I will just say this. If you act on something and betray your best friend, if you don't consider your best friend and that friendship as you move forward with this, that is what you will do. And it's clearly what's most important to you is that you don't let go of your best friend because that's what you put in as the reason um, that you continue to spend time. It's okay to take breaks yeah, when needed. It's okay um, to say, you know, you're not available for whatever reason. It's okay maybe even in some cases, I don't know about yours specifically, to tell your friend, hey, I'm having feelings for your boyfriend. I don't think it's a good thing for us all to spend time together mm-hmm. because you are, I don't want to lose you. I don't want to let go of you and this is really difficult for me. Um, that might be a hard conversation to navigate, but I mean, really the clue is right there. You're afraid to let go of your best friend, so don't. Because yeah. your best friend will be around for <laughs> for the ages and boyfriends typically aren't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My my uh, initial advice is that you might need to take a little break. And yeah, you can absolutely be honest and let your best friend know. Um, don't tell him, by the way. No. Um, take a break uh, to allow yourself some time to sort of, you know. Especially don't tell him and bit. not her. Exactly. Well, exactly. Give yourself some time to get over it. And then mm-hmm. and then I guess I would also say that I wouldn't I wouldn't take it too seriously, meaning meaning it doesn't mean that much. I think that there's this notion in our culture that when you have feelings for someone that that somehow means something huge, like, yeah. oh, my gosh, this is like my soulmate. I just soulmate. lost my one opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Soulmates are BS, first of all. Let's well, let go of that. Yeah. Well, I've thought, well, I have other thoughts about that, but that's fine. I mean, there are other mil- million ways to have soulmates. But but the thing is, is that um, is that you, but it doesn't. Just one. Right. There certainly is not just one. That's what I mean, though. Yes. Oh, that, no question. That, that no ridiculous, question. That ridiculous uh, constructed thing that people have of like, what if this is the one? There is no my such thing. And I don't say anything and then they're gone and I just screwed yeah. up my whole life. Yes, there is. A, there are multiple people out there with whom you can feel that connected. That's true. And so you. And so the thing is, is that don't build up too much stuff around this. These feelings you have for your friend's boyfriend. You know, mm-hmm. it it's it doesn't mean that much. It doesn't have to mean that much. Is mm-hmm. my point. Um, unless you unless you make it mean a lot. So work hard to not let it become something that meaningful. And instead, kind of like you're saying, Leslie. Focus more on the value of the friendship mm-hmm. uh, with your best friend. Mm-hmm. And again, you might need to take some time to step away and kind of get your head on straight around it. Right. And if that becomes complex where your friend is like, why, you know, what's going on? And now yeah, all, you of can sudden, let her know. all of a sudden that person is suffering in ways that are not fair. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you not spending time with me? I think it is really valuable to say, look, I'm having feelings yeah. for your partner yeah. or for your boyfriend or whatever, and it sucks, and it's yeah. really difficult to navigate, and I just feel like I should I stay away for a, a bit. take a little bit, yeah. Because it's not your fault. Right, exactly. That happened organically. That's okay. But mm-hmm. at the same time, again, really, I cannot stress this enough, people. Your friends will be there for the ages. You're, you know, many, many, at 22, typically at this time mm-hmm. in our, you know, where we are as, as a culture... At 22, the boyfriend or the girlfriend won't be mm-hmm. for long. Exactly. You know, because it's, it's a constant learning, you know, stream. Mm-hmm. Um, but friends do mm-hmm. stick, stick around for a lot longer. And that's what's really valuable and important. That's right. And there will be someone else that you connect with this way. 
No question. Yeah. No question. It's okay to tell your friend that. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. So don't allow it to mean that much. It just doesn't. It doesn't mean it's. And again, that's that's another thing we're sort of highlighting here. Hard is to that hear too, though. Totally I mean, hard, hard, to, hard to believe when you're in the throes of it. Yes, but I think part of and part of what we're speaking to here is this notion again from our uh, this cultural notion that romantic feelings are more important than than uh, than friendship, right? And that that matters more. And mm-hmm. and you're definitely really highlighting that that's not at all necessarily no. true. And no. certainly, you know, well, because even in a romantic relationship, the friendship and the connection that you have mm-hmm. as friends is deeply more important than mm-hmm. what oftentimes dissipates or changes over time. Mm-hmm. That some people call like the honeymoon phase or the, Mm -hmm. you know, the initial sort of um, chemistry that you have with someone that doesn't necessarily last. And so there needs to be an underlying respect and friendship. Mm -hmm. Right. You already have that Mm -hmm. with your best friend. Mm -hmm. Right. And so please do not um, risk that. That's right. um, Or or jeopardize that for a fleeting feeling of, you know, horniness or whatever it is. And do, you know, and so Sorry, do, that was so really do, dismissive. Well, it's probably not horniness. It's, I, know, I think sorry. it's more like, you know, a, a, those, or you know, fleeting romance. Of, yeah. F- fleeting feelings of romance. Or maybe, the, maybe they're not even fleeting, but oftentimes they, they may are. may not be. And, and the thing is, is even if they're not fleeting, I think the thing is, is that, you know, your job right now is to support your friend um, inside of, of what she's having with this guy. And if someday it com- turns out that they don't work out and you still have those feelings and then he has them back, then that, that would be different. But the thing right. is, is for now, like your only work. This is what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Your only work is to support is to support what's happening. And I don't think that it's, and I'll say this quickly because I realize we're toward the end because DJ Ed's in there and he's so cute. Hi, DJ Ed. Hi, DJ um, Ed. By the way, you guys, we're doing another live show at Kelly's Olympian in we're December. Gonna, we want DJ and Ed to join us. And we are going to ask DJ Ed to join us. Yeah. Um, and we just told him right now. Yeah. And he did this like a, the first did time like a, I learned about like it. like a hands up thingy. <laughs> like, you know, like thumbs up and hands up. It was like really good. Um, so we have to talk to him about that when he's available to talk. But anyway, keep that in mind, DJ Ed. Yeah. Um, but I do want to say this about um, the relationship thing is also, and I'm not saying this is true, but maybe consider why it is that you're having these really deep feelings for the person that your best friend is also having deep feelings for. That after be, you've introduced them. Th- yeah, after you introduce them. How come you didn't go for him first? Boy, can I tell you how many times I've made the mistake of having a crush on someone and being like, come meet my best friend. Yeah. What's that about? Um, well, I know what it was about for me. For me, it was like, this isn't, I'm not available to this and, and I'm not able to do this for whatever reason. And so maybe my friend is. Mm. And then feeling really resentful mm. afterwards. Um, and I mean, there's a bunch of reasons. But also think about that. Think about like, you know, is it just safer? Because you're spending a lot of time together and your mm-hmm. best friend's already done the footwork around the relationship and now there's a safety of like, now right. I know what this person looks like in a relationship mm. and now maybe I want a little piece of that. Mm. Consider it. This text too just came in. I was in the same situation way back in high school. I never acted on my feelings toward my best friend's boyfriend. We're still best friends today. Something that I'm incredibly grateful Absolutely. for. Absolutely. Can you imagine if you had blown that, that this relationship you've had all these years because of a high school crush? Yeah. Oh, Exactly. Oy, what vey. a waste. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. All right. We got a minute and 30 seconds left. Yeah. So uh, we can address some takeaways, I suppose. Um, this is good. Yeah. Couples can grow together or in different directions. Um, until death do us part might be a harmful myth in some or most instances. Yeah. I would, I would say. say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, needy versus needs. Needy is looking for someone else to fill your needs, which can make that person feel disposable. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, uh, there are lots of different ways to have soulmates. We don't need to put so much importance into every crush we get. Absolutely. I and there's not just one soulmate. Exactly. I mean, there's if you're going to use the soulmate, just drives me crazy because it's just a little well, hit too hippy dippy for me. But I will say you can have like meaningful things that are going to matter for your right. whole life. It doesn't mean that they're always romantic, right? Or that they always look, you know, yeah, the so, way that we're told they're supposed to. Totes my goats. Mm. Sorry, that's really old. I still like to use it occasionally. <laughs> so listen, join the discussion next week. We're going to actually finally talk about consent. Yeah, we are. Um, we're going to spend the whole time on it. It's very important. Uh, mm-hmm. So email your questions to us at advice at xray.fm or leave us a voicemail at 971-270-0295. We'd love to hear from you. And that's it. We're out we're with out. Casual Sex. Thanks for being here. Listen up. Uh, stay tuned for Discovery with DJ Ed, whom we adore. We do. We love Good him. night. Good night.